Welcome to the Jesus People segment of the Antioch Indie Podcast, a place where each week we're going to hear from different people about what it means to walk with God. We hope that you leave encouraged and equipped and that this builds your faith for what God wants to do in your life. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Today I have a very special guest that I haven't had before, which seems really ridiculous. (laughs) But I have Steve Zanacco, who preached last weekend, and you finish out our Cultural Architect series. And I thought you ended on... It was to me like just so great. Oh, I good. sent you that picture of a yeah, that was someone awesome. hitting a home run, and Very that's how I felt like the message was. Very encouraging. Um, and you spoke on Father's Day, yeah. And you spoke about the role of man. Yes. And that's a lot. It was a privilege. Yeah, it really was, and it's kind of a message that's grown in my heart over many decades. Yes. So I felt like I got to share my heart in that. And I felt like it was fitting for our church as you have fathered a lot mm-hmm. of people and really been like a father of the church plant mm-hmm. um, and to a lot of people. So it felt to me very significant that you would yeah. speak on that. Yeah. And I think it also, for the people who have been on the journey for a while with Antioch, mm-hmm. it probably felt like you just have a lot of authority to speak into mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Well, I, I did. I felt like I stepped up there in a position of privilege mm-hmm. to be able to talk to some people I love mm-hmm. about a topic that's really, really important, I think. Mm-hmm. So that was a great combination for me. Yeah, Yeah. I love that we've done this in this, you know, cultural architects. The heart behind it was what is culture talking about? Yeah. What does Jesus have to say about it? And therefore, what are we, like, what's our role in this conversation? And culture talks a lot about um, gender right now and gender neutrality. And I feel like all the time, I'm more and more, I'm just seeing that celebrities are choosing to raise their children genderless. Right. And um, not only is that sad to me but it it also is just it's it takes away the beauty of life i feel like that god made them in the very beginning as we've been looking at male and female yeah and so i love that we've we've taken female on mother's day and we talked about what is what is women and they're huge conversations you can't synopsize something like this on a sunday um but i felt like what you spoke about on sunday if anyone missed the message it's definitely one that i would say like is pivotal to go back and listen to because you spoke on it from such a new angle. Mm. Um, and when you were even talking about it beforehand, you told me you were going to use the word cultivate and yeah. men are cultivators. Yeah. And I had never, I've yeah. never heard anything like that. Yeah. Um, and so I just thought it was such a wonderful, that's fresh so, perspective. That's so good. And I think, I think your, your take on it's really accurate so much so that, we recently are, there was a very famous actor, I won't name him, who actually said that the problems of the world come from the fact that there's testosterone and he was serious. Hmm. If we remove testosterone, it would remove the problems of the world and that's how far it's gone. Yeah. And I think it leaves men wondering, just going, so what am I, who am I, how do I do this well? Mm-hmm. And so to speak into that was was really good. But I do think it's, I had several men come up and say, could we visit this once a quarter? Mm-hmm. Because I think... Really? After your message? Yes. Yeah. Really wanting to say we need encouragement Mm -hmm. into our role in a culture right now that they feel like there's a lot of confusion, a lot of different messages Mm -hmm. of what what they should look like, what they shouldn't look like. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think it was very encouraging. They're saying we need to visit this every once in a while. We need to be encouraged and taught how do we move into this. Yeah, and I think what's interesting is in like the past century, in our nation at least, women, their roles, the things that they can and can't do have really shifted. Yes. And But somehow in that shift, it has undermined the role of a man, I yeah. think. And it's left 
um, men kind of afraid to say certain things, yes. afraid to open a door for a woman, afraid yes. of anything that would seem what would have been classically like gentlemanlike. Exactly. Is is now a little bit, it can feel demeaning to maybe a woman. Yes. Um, and so I think what you did was, what, what we're trying to do in this series and what you did so well was give honor back mm-hmm. and say like women, yes, it was important that we were able to vote. It's like, it's important exactly. that there are things that have happened. Um, and I've been reading these books about yeah. um, the Eastern world and the way women are treated. And it's made me so thankful that I was raised here and I was raised yeah. by a dad who just put a lot of faith in yeah. me as a woman yeah. and even not as a woman, just as a person. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's made me uh, like jealous for men just be, just because there are strong women now and women have access to different things, men still need to be men. Yeah, and then the picture is what does, like you said, what does it look like? Yes. And there's been some confusion, and if we can get away from the worth discussion, mm-hmm. then we can acknowledge to be able to say, God, I like we talked about, I think God has always had a really great picture of different roles yeah. that both carry incredible worth, incredible honor, we just didn't do it well, mm-hmm. meaning men didn't do it well. Mm-hmm. You're, you're right. I mean, if you look back in our history, there were things that had to happen. Mm-hmm. When you got the, the, you did not have the ability to vote, did not have the ability to speak. I mean, there were things. So there's righteous ways of looking back and saying, man, we didn't do it well. Mm-hmm. But I feel like what happens is then we tend to move down the spectrum and be able to say, well, then that's just wrong. Yeah. And we'll throw the whole thing out. And it was like, no, it's actually a great play. Right. We just didn't run the play well. Right. Totally. And we just got to get back to the play. Yeah. And if we run the play really well, everybody's going to feel honored. And yeah. Worth. Yeah. I, now, I, what I also loved about your message, and we talked about this beforehand, was I, I think what can be hard in this gender conversation is 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 having when you when you don't talk about worth, um, there's almost an identity conversation of girls do this. Yes. Like even that song, sugar yeah. and spice, everything nice. Exactly. Boys do this. Exactly. Boys look like this. Boys like football. Boys right. like macho. Um, and I think what I loved in your message was you didn't come at it from masculinity fits in this box. Right. Um, because I think even as we are moving into a culture of more gender fluidity and roles, like a lot of pain, I think, has happened from men who aren't football players or whatever, and they uh, feel yeah. ostracized yes. or they feel less than. And so I think what I so appreciated was just that you, we are male and female because we're created that way. Right. And it, and there, as we've talked about with Andrew, like the the submitting to how God made us. Yeah. It's just the best way. And and go one step further than submitting to be able to say, feel blessed yeah. in the way that God... We need to bless people in the way that they have made mm-hmm. rather than... And, and I feel like we do this even sometimes in the spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. There almost automatically be, becomes a ranking yeah. of which ones elevate to the top, which ones, mm-hmm. elevate, which ones are the most sought out, which ones have the most impact. And it's just never supposed to be that way. Right. And so I think men become the same way. Oh, a, a really strong man looks like this. Right. And I'm looking and saying, it's been a big change for me mm-hmm. as I've watched different men lead their family differently mm-hmm. with incredible strength and look very different in the way that I lead. Yeah. And it's helped me even change the way of how I view strength. Mm-hmm. And so there has been a lot of adjustment that had to be made. I just... I just feel like too much of it has been tried to homogenize it to be right. able to say, and that's really dangerous because just take a cultural example of just saying something that was had a great intention. 
which is like, um, and I, I don't want to get political on this, but there was that, that athletic thing in Title IX that was just said, well, unless you have an equal amount of girls in athletics yeah. and an equal amount of boys, you were losing sports. Well, it is not true that no women should be athletes. Mm-hmm. But it is also sadly equally true there are not as many women athletes mm-hmm. that want to be athletes mm-hmm. as there are men who want to be athletes. Mm-hmm. And you sit there and try to draw this arbitrary rule, and you just say, it doesn't work. Yeah. And yet, how do we open up the gates to both of that of saying, how do we pave the way for every woman that wants to be an athlete Mm -hmm. and yet acknowledge that there is a difference and it may not be able to be one-to-one. Right. It's just like, it just may not be. Yeah. And how do we get okay with that? Mm -hmm. And I think the only way we're going to get okay with that is if every role is given equal honor. Mm -hmm. And that's where I feel like we've gotten off. Yeah. Is that the world has started to assign honor to certain levels, and you and I talked about at the beginning of saying all of a sudden running a company has more honor than raising a family. Right. And I'm looking and saying, I'm out there running a company, and I'm out there traveling the world, and there's so many times I looked at my wife and said, what you're doing is so much more important and so much long-lasting, mm-hmm. and you're building into our children. I'm saying, maybe I need to revisit. Yeah. <laughs> what Seriously, yeah. to revisit that. I think the word honor, you know, is is a big honor like a big word in this conversation because as men are even gifted differently or have different drives like if if as fathers if you have two sons and they're very differently gifted to honor them both equally to honor the artist and honor the athlete and even if culture doesn't if we could honor who god has made people to be I mean, yeah. it all boils down to that, the love and the acknowledging that, like, we're made in his image and the, pe- the way people are gifted and wired is in his image and therefore yeah. it's good. Yeah. And, like, I think they're, I think what you did so well, too, was talking about the role of a man cultivating and celebrating and creating space yeah. for people to thrive. Yes. Which I feel like you have so much authority to speak on yeah. because I see you do this mm-hmm. as a dad and as mm-hmm. a husband um, just all the time. Your wife has a very thriving ministry. Right. Your son has a thriving ministry. Like your daughters have interests and passions. And I see you creating space for them. Well, I I really, you know, we didn't talk about this, but that's a very interesting observation. And I'm going to tell you that is, it had to be a growth area in me. And I'm telling you probably honestly that 15 years ago, if I were watching this, I wouldn't be handling this as well Mm -hmm. because I grew up or I grew up, I had to come out of all of my worlds of comparison. Yeah. And so I can honestly say, had Linda, you know, I, I preached on this huge platform to thousands and thousands of people on the weekends and all that stuff, and I had this platform, and all of a sudden my platform's gone. My son's elevating mm-hmm. in a ministry. Mm-hmm. My wife is getting attention on the media and all of that, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden everything flipped. Mm-hmm. And it had it brought to me a really big heart question. My my kids are starting to flourish. Mm-hmm. All of this and my world looks really really different. Mm-hmm. And it really brought a worth discussion to me that I had to deal with with God, and it challenged me yeah. to change my paradigm, be, because I had to go up against the world's paradigm and say, what do I embrace? Mm-hmm. Who am I? Mm-hmm. So it's a really, it's an interesting paradigm that I had to do. And I want to say I had a lot of shifting to do over the years yeah. in getting away from care, uh, comparison and measuring worth. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so good because it, it's like we're exchanging basically through this whole thing, the narrative the world gives us and the narrative that our, our flesh gives yes. us for what the Lord's yes. narrative is on how to be a woman, how to be a man, yeah. how to function in society basically. Yes. 
and yes. asking him. Um, and one of the things you and I talked about was for me, um, just as a woman realizing that the man that I'm married to, I have so much respect for not yeah. because he's perfect, mm-hmm. but because he's humble. Yes. And I, I think what you're saying is like this humility of the task they've been given is what you said is impossible. Yes. So as a man, if there felt like there was pressure on Sunday, even hearing that, like, Oh, I have to cultivate my family and serve them exactly. and do all these things. Exactly. It is an impossible role. Right. But the, the point is when you fail going to the Lord mm-hmm. and starting over again, to me, that is. And, and starting with the Lord in the first place mm-hmm. of saying, and, and I, I really want to challenge men to be able to say, you know, we, we have so much of this get up and go. Yeah. Like even hearing a message like that, I tried to insert in there and saying, I hope you hear the overall call of this is so honorable. It's huge. It's magnificent. Mm-hmm. And if you think you got a chance of doing this on your own, really take a good look yeah. because you're, you can't. And yet we will. So, so we need to start by getting just like Jesus said, don't go anywhere until mm-hmm. you get power from on high. Yeah. And we got to start there. And then we have to have give grace to one another to be able to say, as we're journeying through this and men and women have to work through this to mm-hmm. say, what does it look like in our household? How does it look to lead? How does it look to honor and give each other grace when you make a mistake to say, okay, that didn't go so well. How can we do it? Yeah. Because I do think one of the things that's happened is that the play was great. We didn't run it well. Mm-hmm. And so now we've kind of thrown the play out Mm -hmm. and we've got to get back to say, no, let's just, let's revisit the play as God designed it Mm -hmm. and let's find our way because it's really great there. And I shared with you how we found that in our home Mm -hmm. over a period of years, Mm -hmm. but it took some finding. Yeah. Why don't you share a little bit about that? You're talking about in the home, a man, like the husband role versus the wife role. Yeah. I didn't get to share it in the message, but I thought when I, when I first uh, created this message, it was really an important part because I realized here I am painting this great picture of awesome roles for men, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. And I wanted to do that. And it could leave women as saying, wow, that sounds like a magnificent role. Yeah. What am I? Yeah. And so uh, there was a part in it, but I, I, I didn't do that, but I wanted to share of just saying Linda and I realized in our home when I was going through this, because here's the truth about my home. If you look at my home and you watch Linda's spiritual strength, she's always been more prophetic than I am. Mm-hmm. So she's always gotten words from God. She speaks words over the kids. She's just this prayer, this faith. So she's an anchor in our home. Mm-hmm. And then she's strong mm-hmm. and she's committed and she's faithful and you got all this. And here's the truth. I faced and I looked and I said, I believe in God's plan that I'm a cultivator, mm-hmm. that I'm a leader, mm-hmm. that I'm a protector. And I looked and I go, but man, when I look at her and I see the impact she has, I cannot deny that. Right. And I actually had to ask the Lord. I was like, what are these two? What am I seeing? Because on the one hand, it almost sounds like I'm supposed to be doing it and I'm watching her do it. Mm -hmm. And all I know is my family doesn't go anywhere without looking and going, I know, but how's mom? Yeah. (laughs) So the Lord led me to a verse in Psalms that basically said that she is the heart of your home. Yeah. And I actually sat my kids down at the table early on in their life. And I said, that's our heart. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens in our household unless our heart's good. Mm-hmm. And it, what it did was set the table to be able to say, it gave me a picture. I'll still lead. Mm-hmm. And I got to take care of the heart. Mm-hmm. And so in honor, I don't think our kids would look and say who is honored more in our household. Cause how do you right. measure between a heart and a leader? Yeah. It, it, 
And I feel like if we could get that, yeah, it kind of releases everything. Because I think once we found that, we were like, okay, there's two awesome lanes we're running in. Mm-hmm. How do we run in those lanes? Yes. And to stay within this marriage conversation, because yeah. I realize some people listening are not married and yeah. they're not relating to masculinity and femininity right. within these roles. But for those who are... I was listening recently to someone talking about the curse in Genesis, and it said, when God says to the woman, your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you, and how that word desire, it's like a leadership word, but it actually means usurp, like your desire to usurp his authority. And, um, you know, I I think what you were really addressing on Sunday was passivity in men. Yes. Um, And... That when men are not doing things, then women step in and do them. Absolutely. Which we're capable. Like we can Very capable. do the things, you know, everything is like, can you do what a man can do? And it's like, yeah. Right. I mean, probably. Exactly. Chad laughs when I say that. Yeah. I'm like, I could probably do what you do. <laughs> probably not. But what I'm saying is, um, yeah. there is a place where I even feel my own influence in our home. And it, it's like with the fear of God in my heart, because mm-hmm. I know that. I am married to a very steadfast and yes. faithful and like not an um yeah. not prone to big emotional swings. Yes. Unlike yes. myself. And so I have to be very careful when I'm thinking about it to not usurp with my emotions um his leadership. And I think there's this tension in marriage. Absolutely. When you have strong women and strong men, this. but the the women there's something in the woman's role that is and maybe this is why Eve had influence over Adam. I don't even know. Let's right, not even get right, into that. But right, right, maybe right, right. I get what you're saying. Something we're thinking yeah, about. Yeah. That Satan came to her because he knew she had influence. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And to be careful. I feel like what I heard in your message was women be careful that you're not you're not smacking the cultivator like the gardener's hand. Right. <laughs> from right. working in the soil of your family. And I'll say it's the both hand. I, mm-hmm. I tried to say as gently as I could, I'm offended by the role of the stereotype of men. Mm-hmm. I'm offended because it's untrue. Yeah. And I'm offended because it's I true. loved when you said and that. So, I mean, I have to admit, I look and I say, I want to say to men uh, with an equal thing, yeah. your passivity, mm-hmm. your rescinding from your role mm-hmm. is got to stop. Yeah. And then I want to say to the, to the strong, you, you have to look, and this is something you got to work out in your marriage because here's the thing. Is it that you left a gap and the woman has stepped into it mm-hmm. because we do have strong, capable women, especially if they lead towards the prophetic, which I believe they, then they're, they're believing in promises. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're like, let's go get the promise. Right. Right. But there's a process to getting the promise. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if that, and so the, the couple has to look together and say, men, you got to stop being passive mm-hmm. and stop yielding your role. And then together you have to define what does that role look like? Mm-hmm. Because if we model it just off of Andrew, Okay, my I'll bet you Andrew leads really differently than Chad leads. Mm-hmm. But to take those two men and say which one's right, right is just a silly discussion. Yes. But we're drawn into that discussion mm-hmm. and we're drawing mental pictures that are not meant to be drawn, yeah. just like the spiritual gifts where we're not supposed to divide out these things. Mm-hmm. And so a man sometimes looks and says, well, I'm not built that way to take up a sword and lead a charge. And, there, and my wife's this prophetic here in words. And they tend to shrink back. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say in my own household, I had to acknowledge that I had to step up in my gifting. I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't be intimidated by Linda's, nor could I try to be like Linda. Yeah. I had to step up into mine and I needed space from her mm-hmm. to be able to allow me and to affirm that my leadership 
how it would look would be affirmed. Mm -hmm. And that's tricky because if you've had a marriage that has struggled with yielding that, if your man has been passive and all of a sudden he starts to step up and lead, he's not going to do it perfectly right away. Right. And the tendency for a strong woman is to say, well, that didn't go very well. And maybe for five years, we've not doing this. So I don't know that I'm sitting around waiting. Yeah. It's going to take a conversation to be able to right size this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where humility comes in, bearing with one another in love, like creating, creating space for the other person to fail. Yeah. Which I feel like I'm working on. Not perfect. (laughs) Um, So like if we move away from marriage and gender and we're looking at the world and gender. Yeah. And even life groups, like men leading relationships, like there's a way that this has to work out Mm -hmm. without, without the context of the home, if that makes sense, or when it's not in the home yet and how to affirm men, even in our like young adult life groups and when they're not married and we encourage, like, what is that? Do you have thoughts on that? What does that look like for a man who's single to, to operate as a man and in his like work environment or his friendships and things like that? Yeah. I think that's why the term cultivator Mm -hmm. was trying to be an anchor term to be able to say, because I believe that even young men, single men Mm -hmm. are to be cultivating people around them. And if you're looking and saying, my job is to make sure that everything is to, is to actually cultivate so that everybody else gets to be what they're created to be. Yeah. Then a young man still cultivates in a youth group, still cultivates in that church, yeah. still can lead and still can do that. And you go on, you and I talked about, do you grab a bag and help somebody put it in the overhead carrier? Yeah. And I'm saying, do it. Not many people do. Exactly. And I'm always struggling with all my kids on yeah. planes. I'm amazed by the people who watch me. Exactly. Like, you could get up anyway. And I'm saying, but there is a point yeah. of saying, okay, I'm going to be okay with the fact that in terms of physical strength, this is one difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, believe it or not, that discussion is even happening. Yeah. Is there even any physical difference? I have always thought yeah. in, in CrossFit, there's an RX weight for girls and guys and yeah. it's different. And yeah. I'm like, how do we not acknowledge the fact that there's a 40 pound difference in what I'm snatching? Right. And you take, and you take, <laughs> this is the, this is the, this is the part that we, Andrew's done it really well. You've done it really well where there's some silliness that we have to look and say, Okay, you guys, even though the culture's buying into it, it's just not true. You can take women's basketball and look at the different size in the basketballs, the difference in the speed, and you just got to look and say, okay, look. There's something different. There's something different. I think what I like, what I hear you saying, it reminds me of like one of the, in Chad's, in my husband's life, when he started to follow the Lord, there was one guy who was around his age that he saw in their youth group who was showing who basically was demonstrating, I can live free of pornography. Yes. I can be hungry for God and yeah. not be ashamed. And I can truly, like, as much as he was able as a 16-year-old, be not right. girl crazy. Right. And not demeaning to- toward girls. Exactly. And that, to Chad, set a standard that I feel like he, it led oh him on gosh, this yes. journey. And, and Chad has been that for other people since then. Yeah. But I think what you're saying in this like single manhood or wherever you find yourself, there's a role for men to still play regardless of a family. And I and I would even say a big one because yeah. the, the discussions that I'm having behind the scenes mm-hmm. out there in the world, because mm-hmm. I've got my business and I do that, is nobody really thinks that the party line's working. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody that when you get down to it, that doesn't talk about and say there's real differences. Yeah. But there's a fear of stepping out there mm-hmm. and saying there's real differences. Mm-hmm. So you don't hear it in the public realm, but at the dinners, if you do it, everybody's laughing and going, of course there is. Yeah. I'm saying to young men, 
be bold yeah. and step up and say, if you can carry women in honor, if you can do it and be willing to say, and yes, there is a difference. Mm-hmm. I get that it may not be welcomed by the culture. My bet is it's going to be welcomed by women. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I, I really believe that you may get, you may get ostracized every once in a 50 times. Yeah. But every time I've lifted a bag for a woman, the woman has been grateful. Yes. Every time I've lifted a door, I've not yet any, had anybody look at me and go, you, you yeah. know, anyway, you know, so I just say, live our roles out. Yeah. But if we can't do it as cultivators, if we're looking like we're being kings and not cultivators, that's where we got it wrong. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I like that you said that in the beginning, you talked about the difference between the the god-given role of men leading being abused yeah. into kingship or Absolutely. lordship and I, like i said i've been reading these books on eastern culture and um like basically a lot of families in the middle east and how the how the family functions and yeah. it's very much traditional yeah. um but sometimes in some cases a lot of abuse goes on absolutely because of that and historically it has yeah and we have to own up to that right yeah and, and so i think just like how do we as a church how do, how do we as a people present to the world what like the picture that God intended right. in humility? Like we're not going to get it right all the time. Right. Um, but then, and, and I believe actually in that role that we look and we say what corrupted yeah. is the same thing that's corrupted everybody. It's mm-hmm. power. Yeah. It's selfishness. That's good. It's control. It's self-absorption. Mm-hmm. And so I would actually contend that probably, and in fact, you can look at history and say, you know, where there was where there's women in power at times that has happened the same thing mm-hmm. you have somebody navigate it is actually the world that corrupts yeah it's not the fact that one has testosterone and one doesn't right and if we can get look man there's no question men have had the power mm-hmm. and that has corrupted mm-hmm. and we haven't done that well but that's where i love the biblical mandate that says no no if you carry that power and jesus certainly did that to be able to look around and that's where make others great mm-hmm. in terms of one of our carrying values Mm -hmm. if we actually carry that as a man that my role is to make others great yeah man or woman i think it's going to bring honor definitely and i think i think the world would love that Mm -hmm. i don't think we'll get a lot of pushback with that yeah i really don't and i think so it brings me back we've talked about genesis we've read like genesis 1 2 and 3 i feel like throughout this whole series and but one of the best things is like that he created the male and female be for a reason it wasn't like an arbitrary thought right it was because it it wasn't it wasn't totally good for a man to be alone right it couldn't even get done just with a man right but it also there wasn't a woman first you know like just these like principles how do we look at these things and not be offended by the creation story but find in it the very like rules for engagement of life yeah and one of my favorite parts of the series and it's not a way i had ever thought about it before Mm -hmm. is when when andrew led off the series on women Mm -hmm. and he said it, what we, we kind of put it on a timeline, and I thought, oh, my gosh, it does kind of – it's been presented to me this way. God creates man. Mm-hmm. He creates creation, creates man, and says, oops, right. there's something missing. Right. When Andrew took us back to the time frame of going, yeah. no, no, there was no oops. Mm-hmm. There was always them. And according to the scriptures, it was always them. Mm-hmm. To me, right there, that's the game changer. Yep. That, that changes the game, and it's no longer, and I tried to say this at the beginning of the message, it's never been a debate about worth. Mm-hmm. We're making it a debate about worth. Mm-hmm. If we could remove worth from it, like I think God did, mm-hmm. I think we would find our way. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, and I think I think that's how we can actually impact culture. Because I think culture, 
would admit that that they're they're saying a line that just isn't working out there, mm-hmm. and we get the chance to step up without arrogance, mm-hmm. without correction, without judgment, and just live yeah. the way we're going to live the play the way it was originally designed. Right. And I think it'll actually call people to Jesus. Yeah. And look and say. That looks like God. Yeah. And it's more than just saying, oh, like, it's male and female. It's important that we have gender just because. It's like, oh, no, because it works. Because it, it works. It works. And it's going to create life. And, and Exactly. And, I and think, you'll both. Yeah. Finding in those role, roles, in those lanes, that's where you're going to be blessed. Yeah. And that's where God said it was good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good, good yeah. message. Good podcast. Um, thanks so much for being on stage. Oh, it's a privilege. I think it was great. And again, if you missed... The message on manhood, it's definitely, even if you're a woman, well, especially, I would say, yeah. important for both of us yeah. to listen to. Because I think it created for me, as I was listening, I was, like, getting emotional. Just like, mm-hmm. this is so true. And then to see at the end of service, everyone coming up to the front of the right. stage. Yeah. That was one of the most powerful moments I feel yeah. like we've had as a church. Yeah. Seeing all the men. There yeah. were, like, a lot of women crying. Just yeah. looking at it. Just because it's so it's powerful, be- it's powerful to see. It's um, which kind of yields us back to, I think this is the way it's supposed to look. Totally. And if those men will do it humbly and walk it yeah. out, women are looking going, please. It was really powerful. Do this. And even the whole series, I had so many comments of just people saying, this is a different vision mm-hmm. of culture. Yeah. All the series. So I think it's been a great series for us, and I think mm-hmm. it gives us a great mandate out there. Me too. Yeah. It's great. Thanks, Thank you. Steve. You're awesome. All right. Um, do you want to pray just a father's blessing? Yeah. A- Whatever is on your heart to sure. pray for everybody yeah, who's listening. I do. I do. That would be awesome. Lord, I thank you. Uh, I did feel the incredible privilege of being able to talk to a body that I really love, um, being a few more years, maybe decades along the journey, sharing the things that I've learned. And now I pray, Lord, that as people will listen to this message, as people will listen to the podcast, and that they will take it to heart, that men and women will be affirmed mm-hmm. in the honor that you created them in. I mm-hmm. pray that you will take away the discussion of worth that so eminently uh, works its way into the discussion. Mm-hmm. And instead, that honor will be found in those lanes. I pray that men will step up and lead. I pray that they will see and be offended when they are presented in any way, but as cultivators mm-hmm. and as an, a critical role in creation. I pray that women will rise up and love and help their men to be able to be the men that they're called to be. I pray that honor will reign over the women as men do the role as God has designed it to be. And um, so I just pray for clarity. I don't think the play's ever been broken, Mm -hmm. but we've never run it really well. Mm -hmm. And I just want to believe going forward that we can be a people who does that Mm -hmm. and that culture and the world and the kingdom will come as we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Steve. Thank you.